Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. I think we have a weird connection. <laughs> no, that's just my my sound effects. <laughs> well, he- hello, hello, hello. Are you? Why are you echoing? <laughs> Those are my sound effects. <laughs> Good job. Okay, are you ready? So it happened. So I was wrong. My my hopeful self that like um everything was evacuated before the explosion. It didn't happen. We were wrong about a lot of things, but it was fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, like it was all wishful thinking, all wishful thinking. But I was right when I kind of said, like, maybe Dev's going to die. <laughs> yes, you were right. And I was fixated on Danny's hat, and it did play a role in yes, all of this. Yes, I think I wrote that mentally. Like, she had a point. Like, he win. <laughs> <laughs> he win that. So let's just take it from the top. Let's Whoa. just remember. Let's just remember that the floating rib is not big. Like, no. majority of the time when they film, it's just one shot. And then we see the window. As we saw with Dante, <laughs> the window was blown open. So for some reason, Dante and Lulu were in another dimension. And Elizabeth and Franco were in another dimension of the floating rib. <laughs> Because from how I'm looking at it, they should have just been, like, in the same square room. Yeah. Right? Like, she was near the entrance and, like, so, like, and Dev was behind the bar. Yes. So I'm like, you guys are, like, together. <laughs> like, the fact that, like, Dante's in there saving Lulu and, like, doesn't hear Elizabeth. Like, she's there. Like, right there. And so about that, did you have any um reaction to... Elizabeth's reaction to like coming to or Franco well she was very like she she went into her helper mode like she with her Mm -hmm. career like she's a nurse so she just went into doctor mode but (laughs) I'm not gonna in nurse mode oh my god but I was surprised that she didn't call for cam first that's what I want Okay, that's I'm what like... I wanted to know if you, if you picked up on that. <laughs> because I'm like, mm, interesting. She's like, Franco, Franco. And I mean, part of me was like trying to like play devil's advocate. Like Franco yes. was in her eye line. But immediately Franco's like, we have a son that we raised together. <laughs> Cameron, is you alive? And then she's like, right, right. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even, like, the week before, like, with that whole thing, like, when they were trying to hide from Cameron the tumor. Yes. I know how, like, Franco was trying to be like, no, Cam, like, just give him one more night. Like, it's it's all good. Go do you. Like, we'll handle this. But Elizabeth was, like, staring at Cameron like she couldn't really hide it. Even last, <laughs> even last week, I was looking at the difference in how they react, and I saw how different franco was of course he had ulterior motives of hiding it but at the same time i felt like he was trying to protect cam and i don't necessarily disagree with his decision to let the kid spend the night with his friends and just give him a few more hours before needing to like participate in the worry i know and like part of me is like okay i know she treats him like an adult and doesn't always see him as her child but at the same time he is not alone in the world he shouldn't have to just take care of himself and hold the burden of everything in life like, Scott didn't even know. So I think I like Cam, we could have held off on Cam for, like, a little bit. So I remember there being, like, quite a few people in the floating rib. And I don't know yes. if they just flew out of the floating rib, <laughs> from what I can tell. The only people in there were Elizabeth, Franco, Cam, Dev, Dustin, and Lulu. And the bartender. I don't know. They wheeled out some other people, but I'm like, I know, they were not, I was, like, they were not in the paused. rubble, like, at all. Like, they were not in the rubble. I was like, did they just wheel Dustin out twice? Like, is that actually just Dustin on the extra stretcher? <laughs> Maybe get, get some last minute screen. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see his Insta? I felt like maybe he was, like, saying goodbye, but he said goodbye in his words. But then in video, it was just soup sad. It was him just removing all his makeup from the explosion. As he, like, no. you know what I mean? Like, living his final GH moments. And I was like, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny because if you look at uh, like what was it on Emmy's Instagram? She's like, 
can we like dig in this explosion hair? Like she wants to make her hair darker. <laughs> no, she's like, I want to dye it explosion color. And I'm like, wow. So cute. <laughs> okay, so like we can talk about this now. So we know what happened. It turns out that there was a sale on brain caps. So I don't know if that factored in to her storyline. But like, it was like, like it's just peculiar to me. I was like, is that what happened? Like, did they just have an extra and was like, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is it. I like the pretty lights. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, maybe we should talk about Dustin dying first, because that was a bit of a thing. So that, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, that sucked. Like, it sucked. Like, it, I. Uh, it really did. And especially, like, Dante's the one that went into the room with him. Dante's the one that's comforting Lulu. He's handing her, Dante's handing Lulu a ring. Like, it was hard because he did love her. He wasn't a bad guy. And no. you said that early on. It's that this whole threesome that's happening, right? Nobody is really the bad guy. It's just no. terrible timing. Exactly. And the thing with Dustin is, like, I really liked him. And they, they gave us enough time with him to like him and feel for him should he die but at this and like i really would love it if he came back on the show like i really really like dustin it sucks that he got caught up in this situation and yes. kind of like had to die but at the same time it's like better you than someone else <laughs> you know like <laughs> it sucks isn't that the same vibe you get with deb like my heart hurts a bit like it hurts a bit because i will miss him on the show i really do think it sucks i really think that there could have been a lot of story like in my head, I had already built Dev up to being there for a long time in the future. Like, I had envisioned that him sort of just being there and growing up with that group of four. And I'm just yes. like, that group of four is like the unluckiest group of friends. Like, you never want to be their fourth. Like, you don't want to be Oscar. You don't want to be Dev. <laughs> like, you don't want to be the person that joins their friend group. So not only did they lose another friend, mm -hmm. they lost their teacher. And they don't even know oh that. Oh my god. Okay, before you got super depressing, I was gonna say something mildly dark funny. Okay. Um that okay, so does Joss have the same curse as Michael when it comes to relationships? Um, it's kind of looking like that. <laughs> now that you're saying it, because like she was into dev. Like they may not have had a had a relationship and right. she may have moved on, but there it's definitely something there. Oh, yikes. Oh, my God. But you're right. I didn't even think of that, that Dustin is their teacher. Yeah. So that sucks. And even with Dev, like, okay, so one, all the chaos is happening. And Johnny's like, are they across the street from the hospital? Like, you just, <laughs> you just threw that in there. And I'm like, you know what? I actually think so because they do go to the floating rib a lot because it's close to work. I know this Ooh. is crazy that I'm talking like this, but this is what I think. I think it's across the street. Nonetheless, Sonny does hop into an ambulance. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and then like, it was so confusing that I'm like, like that, that's it. Cause he's like, hold on. And then he went, damn it. And then Johnny's like, got it. And I'm like, I don't know. And then they confirmed that he died. I'm like, I guess that was it. When he said, damn it, it was like, he's dead. And I'm like, I need a voiceover <laughs> just to right. confirm a death happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dev Corbett is no longer going to be on the show due to death. <laughs> due to death in an ambulance. <laughs> it was all so weird to me because. Right. Because I couldn't pick up what was going on. You're still kind of in this whole... I felt like We're I was shocked. in panic We're mode. Shocked. Exactly. Yeah. And then when Sonny just decided, well, I'm just going to hop off this ambulance and go and tell Carly very flippantly. Like, he didn't... It's like he didn't even have an emotion attached to it until way later in the week, it felt like, no, that he expressed his hurt. I think it was just shock. But in that moment, I'm like, what is happening? That's exactly how I felt. It was so nonchalant. It was very blasé. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, so so he dies in the ambulance, and I'm just still confused. And so I'm fast forwarding the commercial, <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell is Sonny in the next scene? Like immediately after being in the ambulance, and I'm like, that has to be wrong. I rewound too far, and I didn't. He just happened <laughs> to be back in the next scene, and just go like, yeah, he's dead. The kid that we've been raising for two years, he died. Yeah. 
you died. Where else? Bye. <laughs> What's going on? I'm probably like in shock. She's just like, what? Yeah. He died? Like it mattered. Like that's what she was saying. Like she even ran yeah. down to the floating rib because she knew Dev was there because she's like responsible for him. Yes. Oh so my that, god. Yeah. So that was that was a bit of a thing. That was a bit of a thing. And and speaking of just the fact that, like, everybody, like, you know what I mean? Like, the nurse and the doctors were literally on scene. So there there was that, that Johnny was like, are they close? Sonny hopped on an ambulance and then got back. So when Maxie showed up and said, I'm going to take a ride share to the hospital. And I'm like, why do you need a ride share when everyone is legit just going back and forth from both places? I don't see why she needs a ride share in this whole situation. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, is she taking the long route? Is she stopping to get something on the way? <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt deeply for Laura when she showed up. Oh my god, I started crying because it's like her screams and the she's such a good actress, like the panic in her face and oh my god, it was crazy. I totally get what you're saying, but the way you said I was crying, it almost sounded like it was a question. So I could picture you sitting and speaking <laughs> and being like, What? Why? What? What is this? What is coming <laughs> out of my face? <laughs> you kind of picture that. So I was super grateful that that like Dante walked her out. And it was like, I don't know where Dustin is. And so like, I, can't, I can't believe that an explosion happened. He gets thrown, but he held on to that ring. <laughs> it's so true. It was like loosely in the palm of his hand while he was on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of soap operas. And even his death, I was like, that's not happening. Like He was just <laughs> lying there. And he's like, no, no, no. Dante, you really got to take care of her. And then it was almost like Dante was, like, accepting the fact, like, okay, he's dying, so I'm going to, like, not try to, like, push or stop him from talking. I'm going to allow him to, like, give me his final stuff. But I was just like, no. Like, he's just saying things, but he's not. And then he, like, did. I was like, what? He died? He just died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to admit, I was a little bit more surprised about Dustin. I like, okay, I'm trying to focus real hard on the story and just sort of what's happened. But mm-hmm. obviously, you can't help but think, like, let's just trim the fat. <laughs> like, let's just, <laughs> let's just forget that storyline, this dev thing. How far can we make it really work? We're shining the light on Brando a lot more. Like, they've literally excluded dev from so many significant moments with them. Like, he lives yes. in their house and dev for like months has been excluded from certain scenes that you would normally have expected him to be in. I know, right? Like how big is that house? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm trying really hard not to focus on all those outside. Like, I don't want to burst the the Port Charles bubble by, by diving into reality, but yeah, it just felt a little weird and abrupt. And it was so stressful because obviously we all know Emmy is not going to be on the show. She has confirmed multiple times that she can't talk about things story-wise. So we still don't actually know what the deal was, how long she'll be off, if she's decided to walk away completely. All we Mm -hmm. know is that for an undetermined amount of time, we can expect that she won't be on the show. But now that we see that she's in a coma, there is, first of all, my heart is rest is like at ease. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? Like even when Robin died, it was really hard and emotional. But when we realized she wasn't dead, it was like, I could live with this. True. <laughs> like I could, I could live with knowing she's alive off screen. Just like I can live perfectly happy knowing Epiphany and Milo were together off screen. <laughs> Just throwing out there. And so like when you think about Grey's Anatomy, all the times that you watch it and someone's fine and then they die of internal bleeding. It's like, it's traumatizing. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure every single person watching JH was thinking, oh my God, Emmy might die of internal bleeding because she's not getting checked out by a doctor, not even a paramedic. Like why Mm -hmm. take her to the hospital if no one is going to check her out? Exactly. But I have to admit like Grey's Anatomy did pop into my head. I'm like, she has a brain injury, people. (laughs) (laughs) You really feel like a doctor after, after some, some time. So, and I mean, you know what? Wasn't she not in a, in a, I was about to say in a doctor bed, in a patient bed? Like she, she was, 
she was in a cubicle at one point. So did they yes. just not look at her? Or they were just like, you should cry in here. Like, you shouldn't <laughs> cry publicly. Like, we don't. These are soundproof, <laughs> sheeted <laughs> boots. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. That's what's so confusing. And it was so stressful to keep watching that. You know, the amount of times that, like, that Dante wouldn't stop talking about getting her checked. Even, even Laura. And then Lulu, the Maxi comes in to see Lulu and is all like, you know, Dustin died. Would you have said yes, though, to the proposal? <laughs> you should just tell Dante that you love him. And I totally get where Maxi is coming from. Like, the girl yes. lost her husband. You know, like, it's not all loss on her. She's not being insensitive, but she's just sort of like, she gets it. And so while I understand Lulu's reaction, I can totally get why Maxi didn't really hesitate to cut to the chase. Well, especially with their friendship, like she's the yeah. only, Maxie's the only person that can speak to Lulu in that way and knows that she has the, the ability to do so. Yeah. So it was pretty like when she mouthed, I love you. I was like, no. <gasps> well, I turned up my volume because I'm like, is something wrong? <laughs> oh my God. But it, wasn't it not obvious the moment he walked into the room, she was mm-hmm. already in like, oh. I'm about to not make it. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to not be on the show for a while. Just, just. <laughs> then when he um lifts her, you know, the whole hero moment where he's like carrying her into the ER again. Yeah. You're just like, oh, good. You're pretty. <laughs> I know. It was so hot because he was like talking to her like this was his wife, even though before he's like. Dustin loves you. Here's your like engagement ring. Like it's just awkward. It's so intense. And it's really hard for me to wrap my head around this story, especially when because Dante articulates this. He says sex is sunny and he talks about all the wasted time. Yes. And oh. that's really hard for me to digest the lost time and now more time of not being together. And that really like kills me. And so Laura. So usually, you know, Laura keeps it together. Yes. I did not expect her to break down at that moment. Like when Portia was talking to her. Yes. I I didn't think she would do it there, but I thought it was powerful because it just spoke to how overwhelming this is because she, you know what I mean? Like she likes to, you know, she is strong, but I don't know. It it really, um, it really got me when she broke down in front of Portia and everybody when she heard the news about Lulu. Absolutely. It hits hard, you know, and, and she's just dealing with, this whole trying to figure out what Cyrus is trying to do, you know, like, so she's just very, very raw. This is why I'm angry. Look, you know, I'm a good sport when it comes mm-hmm. to all the new actors, understanding that there are people, they're not making the choices, they're super happy to have a job. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I was livid when Discount Lucas comes up to Laura <laughs> and starts telling her, Oh, she should have gotten checked sooner. Remember all that time you were talking to her and you didn't get her checked? She was actually worsening and dying before your very eyes. I was like, <laughs> and you decided to come talk to everybody because your family? Why would you say any of these things? I feel like other Lucas would never be this insensitive. <laughs> I know. It's funny, though, because I can't picture him saying that, too. My mouth just, like, was gaping open. Like, what? is this actually happening right now? <laughs> I'm like, you're such a jerk. Like, you're such a jerk. <laughs> like, Brad is winning in the nice department in your relationship right now. <laughs> Like, it, like I would say, like, his first scenes, like, when it was with Sam and Julian, they were pretty good. But it was really awkward when he was in the scenes with Brad. It was, like, it was almost like playing peekaboo with a kid. Like, you know when you're really trying not, like, hard not to look? <laughs> because he's yes. trying hard not to look at, at, at Brad. And, and Brad's like, you won't even look at me. And I'm like, do you guys not recognize each other? Like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? But it was awkward and dramatic. And it was probably the first time he had to, like, walk out of a room with, like, a, like emotion. But he was, it was very soap opera. Like, he held the door and he was like, this is hard to walk away from this guy because it's a complicated history. So they say. And then he, like, opens the door and, like, <laughs> Well, it's hard, too, because, like you said, it's, her first, it's his first scene with Brad. And, like, I didn't feel very much chemistry. So it's, like, literally two strangers standing in a room trying to go through this whole situation <laughs> and trying not to look at each other right that's weird <laughs> i was just like what's i felt like he was practically hiding behind his clipboard i'm like can you see me <laughs> <laughs> yet 
Brad still cares whether or not Lucas's dad dies. I know, but I think that's just to show that, you know, Brad is trying to be a better person. He just makes terrible decisions, but he's not a terrible person in here. No, I don't think he's a terrible person. And I think that, like, unlike Julian, Brad can oh, actually gosh. consider another, another human. Another <laughs> human. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Julian was almost human. Like, it's just really bad. Like, he almost confessed to Sam. And it's one of those moments that I hate. Like, like if you would just shut up for two seconds, like, he could, like, say what he wants to say. It's like, right now. I'm waiting on you. He's not dead. Right now. It is, it is like <laughs> not the time. Not right now. I just, like, can't get, like, we get it. Like, he's just not going to let him say it. Like, how long can we watch this take place? Oh, it was really funny, though, because, like, exactly that. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I just thought there was, like, okay, I don't know how you can look. Everybody was there, like, Carly was there, Sunny, Sam, um, even Diane, like, but I don't know. It still felt like there was a bit of a disconnect, even though all those people are really close. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was less people because in the past, like even when we were watching all the reruns, there would be uh, so many people usually outside. Like if you think about the hostage situation, yes. there was just so many people outside. But I have to say, like, I was super happy to see Mac. At first, I was like, yeah, Mac taking control. Like that was very nostalgic for me because he has pretty much hosted many tragedies in the past. So, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not sure if he's like hosting or if he's there because it's his bar, but he seemed to be like bossing people around and taking control of the situation. Yes. So, in the first episode, like on Monday, I did get the vibe that Jason just wasn't there because like we didn't see him in there. <laughs> <laughs> But I kind of thought, like, maybe they got out in time. So what were you feeling regarding, like, Jason and Danny, especially with Julian walking around moping, holding the cap? Well, when Cam kept asking for Danny, yeah, two things came to mind. I'm like, it's either – I was worried that Cam either hit his head too hard and didn't see them leave or something like that or oh. that they actually did leave. So, like, honestly, till halfway through the week, I'm like, is somebody going to check – are we going to find out what's happening to Cam and what's his state – and what's his health like? So when uh, when we did find out about Jason being alive and well and left early, I thought it was interesting that it was Britt was the one that got him out. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you brought up a really interesting point about Cam because that was obvious. That's a, it's true. It was a huge misdirection. I mean, they were obviously talking during yeah. the night at the floating rib. You know, he spent some time watching Danny. Jason gave them money to chill him and Dev. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that is an interesting detail that would make you think that they were definitely still at the floating rib. Um, and yes, we do remember that Jason got that call, but it wasn't until he, he kept on talking where he's like, I had bits, I had business. It wasn't until we saw, like for me anyways, that I saw him take Sonny to Brit that it really hit me that he didn't just leave to take Danny to the court because it was getting late and also that they were at a bar. But it was because <laughs> Britt called. So Britt calls, he runs, but he can't ever manage or find the time to call Sam. Like, it's really bad. Like, it's oh, this, really bad. Oh, this week, there was such a huge spotlight on their relationship and his lack of interest in their relationship. It was kind of awful to watch. It was really tough to watch, especially in this context, because... Like, because she's like, why didn't you call me? Because it was about Danny. Like, forget him. She Mm -hmm. didn't know if her son was dead or alive. And you obviously knew there was an explosion. You know damn well she knew that you were there. You obviously must have known that she would have been worried that her kid was dead. And you're like, my phone died? Like, not one part of you. Like, I was just like, whoa, this is not the time to use that excuse. And the fact that she was, like, saying, like, um, like, when everyone leshes, well, now that everyone's leaving... And I'm gonna like address this head on. It's like she's playing nice. Yes. And then when everyone left, she like confronted him about his stupid decision. Yeah. And even at that moment too, there was a point where um she's like, You're not coming home with me? Like I thought I lost my family again. And in these moments, I really, really do see it from Sam's perspective. Yes. And he was like, No, 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 I got a thing to do. And Sonny's like, Well, can it wait, Jason? <laughs> I was like, I find that like Sunny and Carly are just making it worse I know I know they're making it so much worse and there's a comment that Sam says to um 
to, to Molly and I can't remember exactly what she says, but it's something like there's, there's so many things that just aren't enough right now. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, what is she, it's something like that about like, there's a lot of things where it's just, it's, it's not enough anymore. And I felt like that spoke volumes because it spoke volumes about her life. And even though like her and Carly are friends and they're close, I sort of kind of felt like Carly was throwing shade a little bit because <laughs> like in all honesty, while Sam is not necessarily blind to the life that she is living and the life that she chose to have with Jason, like, let's not forget, Carly went back and forth a ton of times when she had younger kids. Yes. Right? And now that she has adult kids, she's lost a kid. So, like, it's just a little unfair, I feel, because while Sam watched Carly go through this, Sam herself has never actually had to protect her kids from a mob war. She was always witnessing oh, yes. it. What? <laughs> yes. No, yes, I was just saying, like, all the things you're saying, it's it's really on point. And, and what I'm thinking about as you were speaking is that scene with the four of them at yeah. the Corinthos house. And I just felt for Sam because it's like everybody's trying to tell her what to do. But she, for the longest time, had to manage her family on her own. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if she doesn't feel safe, I don't care what message it gives to anybody. And I was like, can somebody tell me what message this is? <laughs> That well, she that, should go. Yeah. I get I did get it like after, but in that moment I was just so sucked into Sam's perspective of the story that if she had, doesn't feel safe and she wants to be away, like it's not it's not Jason and no Sunny will tell someone it's safe. Like, you know? Yeah, it's I mean look, they're saying she could do what she wants, but they're pretty much making it clear you're the odd man out. We'll see exactly. you. But very much like, oh, you're not in this life. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's what that is. But oh. I was just a little upset because it's like, I prefer when Carly and Sam uplift each other. And they've Me come too. to a place where they both know each other's place in Jason's life. So that's no longer a conflict. So for that reason, I just feel like, is there, like, why? Like, why say any of these things? Why push or go near a conflict? Because Sam is really approaching you. And asking, like, are you actually okay with everything? And then Carly firmly is like, well, I chose this life. Being like, you know what I mean? Like, really poking at her. Like, don't you know what you signed up for? It's not like this is a secret. But it's like she she had the time to go through that phase. And she was with Sunny, not with Sunny. With Sunny, not with Sunny around these topics. And then even later, when <laughs> she purposely goes to, to Sunny, like, we're on the same page, right? Oh, my Guys? God. I know. It was, like, really jab that knife in there, you know? Right? And I was like, this is uncalled for. Like, it's legit a serious situation. And, and like, again, while Sam is aware of this life, this is the first time she really has to put her money where her mouth is? Yeah. Okay. You caught it. I, I got confused. I'm like, is it walk the talk? I'm like, does she need a foot in her mouth and be walking at the same time? I'm like, I don't know. But like, this is the first time she has to live up to the choice she made. Yes, absolutely. And it's very eye-opening between what's going on with her mother, what's going on, you know, with Jason. She, nothing is easy for her right now. Yeah, let's talk. Let's take a break from them and talk about Alexis for a sec. My God, what a train wreck. Like, she is a terrible human when she's in this state. And it's just like, oh, I feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that, like, just because Sam's older, it doesn't change the fact that, like, she's her daughter and it, it hurts. And like Molly was articulating, while you know it's a disease, you still feel like, why don't you love me? Because I could see when they look at Alexis, like, they're not seeing their mom. And they're pretty much like, where's the person that loves me? Like, they almost feel abandoned at this point. Yes. Oh, it's it's so heartbreaking because exactly that, no matter what happens, those words will stick with them. They don't just disappear when she gets better. No, and that whole thing was just really sad. And it kind of shook me a little bit, like Diane. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So you too, because she's so strong and so powerful that when she got sad and when she explained why she had to read from the paper and she sat in front of her and made eye contact and Alexis dismissed her, I was just like, oh my God, Alexis, you're just a monster. <laughs> yeah. Initially though, on that Monday's episode mm -hmm. and they showed Alexis knowing the whole explosion things were happening. I did write this about her. Like, who cares? Like, I don't want to see this. Like, I don't want to see this. But the thing what, what caught me in Diane's speech was when she said, we shared our secrets and I told you mine. And I'm dying to know what Diane's secret is. I know, me too. <laughs> so there is that. And her scenes with Valentine, my gosh, are those epic. 
he is just so wonderful, especially when he sat on the couch with her and lifted up, you know, her legs to sit with him and like read his letter about how she'll always be his sister or that they're siblings. Like it was just so nice. And then that game they played, like we need to come up with some sort of game like this. (laughs) It's so depressing. It was funny to watch them play, but like he was doing, he was doing that on purpose. Like he was really trying to distract her. I think so. Like, he's so smart and calculating. And you know how we talk about other characters where they've been on for so long and we get to see the consistency in this character. And it's really fun watching a trait that we've seen with Valentin, like knowing he's calculating, know he's, he, knowing he's strategic, knowing that he likes to plan things out. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he even articulated that to, to Brooklyn. Like, he just said it, like, straight out. But it's so fun to watch those traits be shown in this way like not in a I'm scheming kind of way but watching how his mind works and how strategic he is in such a critical moment that is more personal than anything well like Sam said he uses evil powers for good <laughs> so that's the thing when Sam talks the way she talks in her like mm-hmm. like I don't want to and she flails her arms like they're rubber or there's no bones in them <laughs> It's like she's trying to be nice. Like that's how she behaved toward Brando. But the thing is, she she because she's spends more time being critical and mean. By the time she's nice, it's not really received well. True. Because <laughs> that's what happened with Brando, and they had more encounters. So now he doesn't like. He's not as angry with her. But even Valentine, like I didn't blame him for like snapping at her and being like, I really don't care. Like I've had enough of your crap. I know. And he just, the way he says it's just like perfect. He's not dragging it on. It's like, I've had enough of you. I'm out. I did what I needed to do. That's the thing. He's so focused. So I mean, part of me is happy that Sam could finally see that like, you know, Valentine is not all that bad. Like he's not, you know what I mean? Like you made a bad deal with him. Like, what did you think was going to happen? So I'm not really going to dwell on that, but at least he (laughs) kind of acknowledged that like Valentine has a place in Alexis's life and a positive place. I think. I think so too. Also, what did you think? Okay, so I was, like, dying when Alexis was going on and on. Like, frankly, like, if you take the past couple of weeks into account mm-hmm. and the way she spoke about Sam to Valentine, she says, when I'm mad at her, I'm like, she, like, hates Sam. Like, that's, like, the vibe I get. Like, she, like, <laughs> she, like hates her. Like, that's how I feel. And if, like, Yeah. I don't think she hates her. I think that she sees a lot of herself in Sam and she, you obviously want your kids to make better choices. And Alexis makes terrible choices when it comes to men. And Sam is dating somebody in Alexis's head, like a Julian, somebody associated to the mob, somebody who's involved in bad things. And you're putting your family at risk, blah, 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 blah. So I think it's more like anger towards herself, but that's reflected in Sam. I, I I agree with that. I do think it has to go a lot deeper. I know she loves her children, but it's mm-hmm. just striking the way she's been treating Sam. Yes. I think when she was just like, I knew this day would come and she was ranting. I was just like, it's quite the speech given it's your baby daddy that's causing the damage. While right? I know while I know Jason, like I under it's not like I don't understand what Alexis is saying. For sure. Alexis has watched this happen over and over. Her sister died as a result of mob related things. You know, her daughter has been kidnapped. She saw what happened to Michael. She sees what happened to Morgan. Like, I 100% understand Alexis's perspective. It's not like Jason is in a position where he is a target. But I just thought it was so interesting that she's running her mouth. But it's her choices that are also contributing to this, to, to breaking this idea that she has and fantasies that she has for Danny. When she talks about, like, why can't he be an architect or an astronaut? But it's like, your choices also contributed to, to the risk Danny faces in life. Exactly. Yeah, it was very frustrating to watch. It was. It was. And I was kind of appalled <laughs> that Alexis was like, no, stay, Valentina. We're going to continue drinking. I was like, gross. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> go home. <laughs> what? It's not your house. Like, you're a grown woman, and you're just going to hang out at Sam's house to keep drinking? Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that because you went through her alcohol cabinet and there was nothing there yet. You continue to search her house to antagonize her when she gets home after figuring out if her family is obliterated or not. Yeah, and I was just like, you're not a good searcher because Molly's like, beer's in the fridge? She's like, yeah. Yeah, I know! (laughs) 
I get it. You're fancy. You like the hard liquor. But I'm just saying, like, if you were desperate for alcohol, it looks like you could have just opened the fridge. I don't know. <laughs> I guess she wasn't that desperate for beer. <laughs> she thought tequila was a downgrade. So. Oh, man. I wonder at what point people are going to be like, should we text Christina? Like, <laughs> we had an intervention and there was an explosion and my son and my husband almost died. But, you know, she'll just make it worse. Like, she'll just make life suck. So let's just not, let's not call her. It's terrible. It's really freaking terrible. What's even more terrible was the fact that like Brando is guarding the guy that oh killed his god. son in Oh quotation. my god. And then you know Cyrus is just so kind enough to give him a 10 minute mourning period. He's like, do you need do you need a break? Do you need to get 15? Like do you <laughs> <laughs> what? And it's obvious that he did it. And I loved, you know, Carly just noticing that he was shocked yes. to see Jason. Because like, I mean look, mm. it gives a clue. It's not like they don't know what's happening, but it really helps confirm certain things I guess but that was just devastating to have to go and tell Brando that the and especially just the scenes earlier with Brando being like someone died probably want to tell the family first and it was like his pretend son yeah but that he really like I love the stories that he was telling Carly and you can see that he was really embracing this whole relationship they were and even at um at Mike's funeral, when they were sitting together, they were super father-son, and they played the role really well, and it was super, super sweet. I'm just kind of sad, because I think that little uh, convo between Carly and Brando, reminiscing about Dev, is like, that's his funeral. Um, yep. I, I, think, <laughs> I think, anyways. I mean, we've had so many, I feel like we've had, I, I've had enough of funerals. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And we don't, maybe we don't want to spend time looking at those, but I guess it's time to uh, talk about Julian and, and the consequences to his actions, but not to him. There's no consequences. It's call Ava. (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't, but I'm, oh, everything about Ava. Yeah. Is just, it was glorious this week because she, for the first time saw him. For who he is. We've been saying for weeks, like, how awful he's been treating her and how he just depends on her to fix all of his messes. And he would destroy her life if he had to, to save his own butt. And even when she confronted... So, obviously, they have their whole whole talk, like, on the pier, and she's completely appalled. Mm -hmm. She then takes him to Windermere. And when she got upset with him, like, after... I'm I'm just saying, for... Like, I'm trying not to swear, but for F's sakes, when <laughs> when she when she gets into Windermere and she shoes him and she goes in to talk to Nicholas, how many rooms are there? Why don't you start running now? <laughs> start running. And then and then like when Nicholas leaves, she's like, You almost killed my husband's sister. And he looked at her shocked, like, oh my god, so they matter more than me? Like <laughs> <laughs> She's like so appalled that she could have allegiances or loyalty and basically have other people in her life other than him right now. But I think the thing is, like, he tried every time he tries to build up his life, he steps in something, but it's it's of his own doing. Ava has made mistakes, but she tries day and night to be on this path to be a better person. And Julian is the one dragging her down. I think he's just a little bit jealous of the life that she's made for herself. I do think so. And let's be honest, the thing that Julian tried was dating a doctor. Right. Like, (laughs) I mean, yes, yes, I admit he bought a bar and like stopped priming, but that's like, it's not like anybody was calling him back to the mob either. Nobody was like, no, you should come back. You were so good at it without you. We're nothing like, Nothing like that was happening. No. Oh, my God. So, so again, like, I don't know how much he actually, like, tried. Like, I don't. (laughs) But I I have to say this, though. Like, while I I hate this idea of, like, Julian not being on the show or Emmy not being in the show, now that we're sort of getting a larger picture story-wise about how this is unfolding, story-wise... Julian's story is kind of making sense. While I understand it's unfair because not Mm -hmm. everybody in Port Charles necessarily ever has to face the consequences of their actions. Yes. It, it, the story makes sense. It does make sense. Like his, like, yeah, it really does make sense because he has used up everything he can, but okay. So here's the thing though. 
she's like, they're going to put it together. Ava says, you know, they're going to put it together really fast. It's just a matter of time before they figure it out. Knock on the door. It's Jason. And I just like what you said, like Julian just like standing behind the door. When Jason went to go touch the door, what was he going to do? Hide behind the couch? Like what was, I I could not get over that. I started laughing. I'm like, so you're just going to hide behind the door? Because it's like there's, you can walk behind you. There's like an opening in the wall that you can walk through, at like a door. And then there's also a secret door too. Exactly. So it's just like, and like, wasn't it your idea to go there because there were so many places to hide yet you can't pick one? Oh, MG. I couldn't. I couldn't even take. I'm like, he deserves to get caught if that is his best idea of where to hide in a room. Like, you could just be caught. Exactly. So while at first we were saying certain things are out of character where we we saw that Julian was kind of being a jerk to Ava, things like he did, like not finding a place to hide. I'm like, that's super consistent with Julian's character. So ultimately, I just felt like it all kind of made sense. It did. But what was really um, what really kind of captivated me with Ava and Jason is that Jason and Ava's relationship. (laughs) Yeah. But their relationship has built up so much that he took her word for it. When does Jason do that and not just, like, go into the room and listen to Ava? Like, he actually listened to her and mm-hmm. said, if you hear from him, call me. I was shocked. And Julian is going to rattle her whole life that she's built up to the point where Jason is standing up for her and saying, yes, Avery can stay here. It was something. I, I think you're right. I think there's definitely meaning in that. Like the fact that she's at a place where her words carry weight. And also that Sonny and Jason are looking at her like a separate person from Julian. Yes. They are. God. And when she opened the door, they were both kind of like matching. And visually, it was very appealing. Oh, right. That's so um, true. And they did play a pair in that Sonny-centric episode. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and refresh. But my it's memory. just like Julian is really pushing it. Like when, because the thing is, Ava's at the end of her rope. You know what I mean? She's like, you either go face Sunny and deal with the consequences of your actions, or you leave. And he's like, you want me gone? And I'm like, are you still <laughs> doing this? Like, what are your options, dumb dumb? Like, what are you gonna do now? He's like, leave my family. You mean the family who doesn't want to talk to you? Like, you keep saying your goal is to live. Mm-hmm. what other options do you have considering you told Ava I'm coming to your house so I can run away <laughs> so, so just like what is happening but yeah my favorite line and I'm just gonna jump into it right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was when she was mad at Julian and she says she's like give me one good reason why I shouldn't call Jason back here and then he's like because he's going to kill me she said a good reason I said a good reason and I was that was my favorite it was perfect delivery and she's really at the end of a rope like she's really seeing how you know she she's facing the fact that did I enable you did my actions lead you to harm those people she feels for the people that have died or could die and that are injured and she's looking at him like oh my gosh like you could literally take my whole life like you could take my kid at this point you could cost me Avery you can cost me every bit of happiness and everything I've built so at this point like just watching her feeling resigned when it comes to Julian like I I could legit see her just open the door and just walk away. Like, as in, like, open the door with Jason on the other end. And like, <laughs> he's there. Like, I, I could see her stepping out of the way if it came to it. And she doesn't even know about Taggart. No, no. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Julian will be dead by the time she finds out about that. Uh, or maybe it'll anger her so much she will shoot him herself and be like, <laughs> this is the only way. This is the only way you will not do another stupid thing. But I was actually kind of surprised that everything came to a head. Like, I was actually surprised that the one thing he had been trying to hide forever came out due to Brit. That was such an intense scene because you see that she's, you know, a little fearful. She doesn't have that relationship with them, but that because, Jason has her back. But that's what's really cool because remember we talked about this. Yes. She's like, you're the mob. So if I do something <laughs> for you, aren't I like tied and you're going to pay me and then I become dirty? Like she's really like, you know what I mean? Like she yes. has like a normal person's perspective, like that maybe it's probably dangerous to do favors and exchange favors for the mob. But she picked it up quick enough to tell Brad, okay, so I exchange information for your protection. I figured it out. <laughs> That was it was so cute. It was. It was. And yes, you're right. Jason has her back. Well, just the way they were looking, like she kept looking to him for reassurance. Yeah. 
<laughs> like this is the woman like you know what I mean like his his cell was dying that's where his battery went Sam <laughs> yep. should, should I tell like the mother of my child that our child is alive <laughs> I only have 10% battery so no like you know what I mean like I, it's just it's obvious what he's choosing and just the fact that you said that he's making it obvious he's disinterested he did do that like that was the first time I've ever seen that happen where at Kelly's he was like what like he was like I'm in trouble he's like I just didn't think about you like I just don't factor it in and even <laughs> and even at Sunny's he had that look at his face like oh no here we go and it's like what are you talking about she's not being irrational at all it's just if you're annoyed maybe you should just tell her you shouldn't be together because I don't think Sam is being irrational that like it was explosion she thought her her like husband and child were dead and he like doesn't want to hang out for five minutes and then they're like I'm Wars coming and she's like maybe I should get my kids out of like harm's way and he's like well if you want to like if you're gonna be like that then I guess <laughs> do I was giggling when they, it was the four of them in front of the floating rib and Sam walked away from Julian and she's I mean her and Sunny hugged for a long time that yes! was like a good hug in the back there and Jason gives her like a like a bro hug <laughs> This is what it felt like. Because I was watching, because I, I took a clip for it for the first story, but yes. I, 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 because of that, I was staring a little bit more, and I'm like, Sonny has a super cute smile after that hug. Like, he's super happy after that <laughs> hug. He's smiling, oh, yeah. he's smiling, he's like, there he is, like about Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, so I thought about you just because you said I posted it on our stories, and I think last week you told me I should follow us. I do yeah. so like I see all the stories. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. That is tough. Um, but okay, but I have to say this. I mentioned mm-hmm. the Sunny-centric episode, yes. and there was a comment this week, and I didn't really think of such a such a thing. But uh, Tonito Guerrero said this. I'm still thinking she will be recasted. So he's talking about Lulu. Okay. And that whole situation. That she will be recasted with the original Lulu. But before that happens, they need to use the time apart to bring Dante and Sam together. Then Lulu wakes up from her coma and bang, insta-hit love triangle. Ooh, we really liked Sam and Dante together in that alternate uh, universe type situation and I can see in this situation how it works because Dante does encompass like a lot of those like you know he's strong he's tough he's strategic he's kind he's loving like there's all of the same kind of characteristics (gasps) oh my gosh there's something else there's something else he wears leather jackets too what they're both on the outs. You know what I mean? Like in that scene, Sam is on the outs and Sonny made it very clear to Dante, once a cop, always a cop. Oh, oh my God. Because like, I mean, it looks like they're pushing Sam to Brando, but I was surprised because when they said like Dev died, Sam actually had a reaction, whereas everyone was like, eh, what's she going to do? And I thought (laughs) she would have went to the hospital. In the end, Carly went to go tell Brando, but I actually thought she was going to go see him. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Like I could look, they could do anything at this point. They could easily drop the whole Brando thing. Like who knows where that story is going to go. But when he brought that up and kind of like mentioned that whole Dante Sam thing, I was like, whoa, that's super interesting. And that's the thing too. We talked about Julian, how the whole thing kind of makes sense. And, and like with Lulu too, like, let's just say the end result is the coma. Okay. And like nothing Mm -hmm. further happens. I hate that like on a personal level like on a real life level I you know she's not working she doesn't get to be with like Kristen Storms like you know what I mean like their BFF I know so on that front I hate that because it means for a period of time she may not be working but story-wise now that I'm like watching it I was like I I hate it it hurts it hurts like I said to have the family be apart longer but it is interesting you know what I mean like the story is interesting she's this like it's really pulling attention on Lulu yes. and her character, even though she's in a coma, but not like, <laughs> so she's, a, she's spotlighted in a way that's different and interesting, kind of like what would the world be and how will this impact all the people that love her? It, it does make for an interesting story. And the fact that I know she's not dead and could come back is really helpful, but it is interesting. 
what does Dante do? Who does he be with? You know, what's going to happen to Maxie when things go to hell with Peter? Will she be mad at Dante for murdering him? Like, we don't know all these questions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dante, the way he looked at Peter. Like, this. these are my concerns with Dante because I think he's going to figure it out eventually, this whole brainwashing thing. But he also, if Lulu remains in a coma or ugh, let's say that they decide to, like, end everything with her character, he's going to lose his damn mind. Yeah, then like, what? I mean, it's partly gone, but I do hope <laughs> that, look, he, he can't go that far. Like, he could grieve, he could go through stuff, but he can't disconnect in terms of, like, really losing his mind. He just can't. Like, he's all that Rocco has yes. at this point. So, and he has to be the... Like, he has to be stable for us, like, for the audience. I agree. He Mm -hmm. has to hold down the, like, Falconary Spencer household, and he needs to take that spot that Lulu was carrying on her own while he was gone. So he can, he could be sad, he could be supported, he can go through whatever it is that he's going through, but he certainly can't be that far gone. Like, I don't, I don't think there's room for that. And I think even he knows that he knows he's not well, but if this happens and he has to step up for Rocco, like in his mind, he's thinking like he's watched Mike. He admires Mike for coming back Mm -hmm. and being brave enough to just keep trying in his life. So I do think that's going to be his mentality moving forward. It's going to be rocky, but Mm -hmm. Um, I totally agree. Like, I think the way that that's going to work is if he stays at the Quartermains, brings Rocco there so that, you know, the people that surround him will help him stay strong. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. And then Rocco could be like, look, Charlotte, I live in a big house. (laughs) 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 Who's rich now? That is so interesting because even Lulu lived at the Quartermains for a while. And maybe Lulu will be kept in a room at the Quartermains. (gasps) Oh. I kind of like that. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So I'm less concerned about Dante because he'll be supported. Yes. I know exactly. a lot of people. I like that idea. Except his house is gorgeous. Right. So it sucks if they have to leave their house, but I do like the idea of him staying at the Quartermains and bringing Rocco with him. Um, so about Laura's story, she has had a messed up past. Like, he is this <laughs> sicko that dates her and is like, ha ha, I wanted to make your mom mad. Like, whoa, what? That was so dark and gross. It was, because I did read about it, because I was really, really curious about her past and the characters, uh, the crimes that was committed and blah, blah, blah. And when I read it, but her recounting it, oh my God, it was just awful. Like, literally, she's like, I pushed him out of anger and he fell and hit his head and that was that. It was, like, it was intense. I know it wasn't a lot what she said, but I felt a lot of it. Yes. It was, it, it was extremely heartbreaking of a story. And that's the thing. She didn't say much, but I felt a lot. But I just love how um, she's like, so Sunny, don't, I can't, I thought you would know. I thought you would know why. And I'm, like, I'm like, this is hilarious. Because like, let's, let's remember, Laura came straight from Jordan and Curtis's to, to Scott, to Jason, yes. and then to Sunny. So she lasts gave Jordan shit then told her I'll be 100% honest and then ran to a mobster <laughs> about the situation but wouldn't work with Jordan or Curtis no <laughs> so there's that I love it love it so much but I am oh. curious to see what the correlation is um I think the person who died is maybe somebody he knows like I don't think it's um Oh, I don't know. It's Cyrus because it could totally try using something like that as leverage. He mm-hmm. seemed to like the to leverage the idea that that Laura and Sunny shared a grandparent. So it could be. It, it's very possible um, that he's looking for dirt, but but it's how Laura described it to Scott. Like she kept saying, "There's more to it. There's more to it." Mm-hmm. Um, so for that reason, like the way she was talking to Scott, I think it could be clues that it's definitely more personal i agree so yeah i i definitely think that okay okay so on a funnier and happier note i love that franco woke up and was like why are you talking so loud about your drama like (laughs) i thought that was so cute and so him because i but i also thought it was very sweet of elizabeth to kind of be like 
you can't die on me. You better wake the heck up. <laughs> it, it was. Okay, so this is my favorite Elizabeth, Elizabeth moment, okay? Because, mm-hmm. like, you can't deny Catherine through so much trauma. She's like, crap. I have to tell him one more thing. So the thing with Elizabeth, what I really loved is that she's in a situation where she needs to be strong for Cam. She needs to be strong for, for Franco. She took time away from Cam to feel the stuff about Franco. Then she went to go see him, give him the news. But what I loved the most was when she turned around and saw Scott. Yes. It was finally a moment for her to like feel things and be comforted and have like a parent. Cause the girl's got no parents. You know, she has Laura. Yeah. So, Oh, that's so cute. Her fake parents are Laura and Scott. And Laura made a point of telling people that she still will always love Scott. That is so funny. I never even noticed that. That, oh, yeah. that Elizabeth's fake parents are Scott and Laura. It's very cute. That is very cute. <laughs> so, like, I absolutely love the moment. That was my favorite, the moment with um, that Elizabeth got to have with Scott. Obviously, Scott making sense of, like, Franco's behavior. Yes. But even funnier... Even funnier to me <laughs> was Joss being like called away. I'm like, you lost your chance. <laughs> oh my god, because I put that as like my awkward moment of the week. Like that was supposed to be your perfect time to tell somebody your feelings. Like, are you freaking kidding me, girl? I well, okay. I thought it was awkward because I'm like, she's not blind, and she knows damn well that there was stuff going on with Trina and Cam. So you were legit gearing up to just say it to Cam in front of Trina? Like, I'm so at a loss right now how bold a lot of that is. And I didn't like the way she, I don't know if you caught the same tone, but when Trina was just stating, you know, like, what you can do with this experience, like, it was obviously coming from a place of Trina's trauma. And yeah. the way that Joss responded to her, I felt like it was a little sarcastic and condescending. I do re- remember thinking of something like that. She said something like, uh, like, that's wise, or that's, what did she say? That's, that's like, really deep. Or something along those lines, but I don't know if it's just her being a teenager, or her being like, "How I'm supposed to be the beacon of wisdom. You're not supposed to know anything about this kind of stuff. But, like, you're not wrong. Is Joss not always fighting to be the center of attention, though? Like, in that group? And she's, yes. like, like, we've watched her be uncomfortable when Trina's dad died, or whenever she would show up. She always felt uncomfortable when it came to like Cam and Trina. Yes. So there, there is that. So I do think it's a, it, it's interesting. It makes for interesting dynamics and definitely interesting stories when it comes to that friend group that we now know will probably just be a trio, and the fourth will always be someone someone <laughs> dates. Like beyond that, it's not a friendship group you would really want to commit to. No. And so, <laughs> so what did you think of, like, so last thing, what did you think about all the rando bodyguards <laughs> just showed up out of nowhere? I know, eh? I was like, wow, they really have a team set up. Like, the guy who knocked on Sam's door, and then the guy who was with the girls, like, with Trina and Jaws going to the hospital. I'm like, I mean, it's cool. It lets us know that there's actually people watching them. <laughs> but I was dying, because Cinnamon Deb was like, this is the first and last time we're going to see Carl. And I was dying. I'm like, she's not wrong. Like, she's not wrong. Like, okay, but <laughs> you're so funny, though. But to be fair, I saw Carl when Taggart went to go visit Sunny at his restaurant and Cyrus walked in. You that did? was the guy. That was the guy who um, let Sunny know somebody's here to see her. So... You think that Sunny and Jason feel that they need younger bodyguards? Like, they're not okay with, like... Well, they are aging, you know? So, like... <laughs> so, that was... It was interesting to see those guys. But, yeah, watching Sam react to that. Why are you here, Carl? And I was like... But it's true. It's like all these guys out from the shadows. Like, we know people are watching them all the time. But it was weird to, like, be confronted with Joss's life. Like, he's there out the mm-hmm. door near her, which he's supposed to be with their friend. Like, he's right there. But that's always, it was almost, it was funny, but yet it it showed the fear. Like, I think it was, like, to represent the fact that, like, exactly that. Take them out of the shadows because they need to be seen now. These people need to be protected. There's a mob war coming, like, in five minutes. I like that. I think that's very, very accurate. So, I did lie. I do have a favorite line okay. of the week. So, <laughs> so when Portia was talking to Cyrus and Cyrus was like up her butt trying to get information yeah. and she's like, I'm so busy. I don't even have time to avoid you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier, my gold star goes to Ava. Why 
I ever prepare for this? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get okay. You know what? I'm gonna give like something to Brit. I kind of the the role she took. She she took a lot of heaviness this week because she became the person to save Jace's life. And if he keeps telling Brando how grateful he is that he saved Carly, how grateful mm. he's gonna be to Brit because he didn't just save his life; he saved his son's life. Oh, so, that's good. I'm going to give it to her because <laughs> I wish I was her. <laughs> well, on that note, we covered it all. And that's a wrap, folks. Happy Thanksgiving to our American friends and everybody else. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs>